Oh, hey, Rachel. Hi, Brian. So how was your week? I mean, I feel like I should be asking you that question. I'm out here in the burbs, and you're in downtown New York City, so you've been seeing Yeah, everything. I'm in the thick of it. I can uh, I can barely hear myself think. There's helicopters upstairs. I uh, I just went to the corner. The There was looting in the Harley-Davidson store. I say, if you're going to steal anything, steal some leather jackets. <laughs> I don't think you can easily take off with a hog. Although maybe you could. Okay. God, there's so much to oh, unpack so this much week. Oh, well, let's get started. This is Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. My name is no. My sign is no. My number is no. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. Need to let it go. Okay, so Brian and I were not sure if we should even do an episode this week. Um, we know this podcast is called Nope, and our mission is to talk about the horrors that surround us, large and small. And this week was just so filled with nopes of the big serious variety that we were frankly overwhelmed. Um, even for us, it was too much. And I just want to say that we're horrified by the police violence against black people in this country and the recent violence against reporters who are just trying to do their jobs and tell the protesters stories. And we stand with the protesters in the media who are out there risking their lives amid a pandemic, which is still going on very much, uh, so we can hear what they have to say. Um, so Brian and I went back and forth and we decided that the show must go on. And we're so grateful to our listeners who have told us that this podcast brings them a little joy during these dark moments, and it brings us joy to do it. So here we are, for better or for worse. Amen. So <laughs> on to our weeks. <laughs> so I I tried to bring a little joy into my week with the uh, SpaceX launch, which, you know, thankfully went well. And um, there are no catastrophes and another great triumph for science, the only triumph for science in, yes. in recent years. But here's, here's something odd that happened to me. So uh, I was... Uh, it was a few hours before I was actually waiting for a friend. We went for a social distance picnic and I was sitting on my stoop and I was watching streaming on my phone, like the lead up on the like NASA live feed. And they were actually having like a guy interview this woman and the woman was the expert about space travel and about SpaceX. And he said, well, tell me more about, you know, why we're uh, sending people up into space now. And she goes, um, well, you know, we've been talking about Karens all week, and they've been everywhere. And, <laughs> and then she goes, we've been carrying cargo on these ships for many years, and now astronauts, so why not also cargo with the astronauts? And now we've got all these Amys, should we, so we should be talking about them too. And I'm like, wait a minute, is this woman talking about sending Karens up into space and Amys? I'm like, that's our thing. Like, we're that's our, we that's just that's <laughs> stealing our material. Wait, yeah, like, why would listening. you send Karen's and Amy's into space? <laughs> why would you? Where else are you going to send that? I mean, right, I think it's a good that solution. Was the, that, was, that was the take. I was like, wait, she's finally. But it was just the funny that she was referring to them as the cargo, not the astronaut. She's like, <laughs> right. we, we should be sending cargo. Why not Karen's? And then I realized what was happening is that I had been listening to a playback of our podcast, and then I turned on that audio. So it turns out that when she was talking, she was talking. When there was a pause, it switched over to 
Nope podcast. Oh my god! So was your voice intertwined with hers? And I guess you sounded similar enough or out of context that it sounded like you were talking about sending the Karens into space. You or didn't she was. Rec- you thought I was an astronaut? <laughs> Probably retired astronaut. She was. <laughs> And I I listen to your voice all the time, and we've done a hundred. We've done one hundred and twenty-four episodes together. That's one thousand two hundred and forty segments. And yet, I thought you were an astronaut. This story is cocked. There's so much wrong with this. It gave me a little. It was actually more fun than actually watching the launch, so uh, I enjoyed myself. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Once I recovered from the shock of hearing you from Cape Canaveral. <laughs> Were you secretly in Cape Canaveral last week? I was, I was. <laughs> okay, what happened to you this week? So nothing really happened. It was just uh, a series of depressing days. But um, remember a few weeks ago, um, I told you that I got a Mother's Day text from those formerly close friends of mine who voted for yeah, Trump. Who are now, yeah, they're now Trump people. So yeah, and I texted them anymore. that yeah. on Mother's Day to say if they still support Trump. Well, like, I still have not heard back from them. That's my update. I have not. They never texted me back. <laughs> Breaking. And- <laughs> Breaking. <laughs> Stop no the press. Reply. It's like an onion headline. Trump parents ghost liberal friend (laughs) yeah and i keep thinking of them like because each day things just like somehow against all odds get worse and worse and every time he does something else i want to say how about now i want to text them and say what about now do you still support him now now what about this day now and so um i don't know i'm just really interested in understanding how it's possible to support this garbage monster from hell especially like right now and these people live in long island city they're not like maga heads from from no they live they like yeah (laughs) i mean you would never guess it was so shocking when i heard they were voting for him in the first place anyway so that that's where that's the update that's what happened i think when you i think when you move back to your apartment you should go knock on their door a, I should in a, in a in a Joe Biden mask. So it's funny you like ask me what happened this week, and I'm telling you a story of people who did not text me back. That's how boring for the second for the second time. You have a very exciting life out there in the verbs. Okay, can we can we do yes. our actual notes okay. here? Okay. Well, the other thing that stood out to me when. Um, when Trump attended the the second the second time we attempted the SpaceX launch was you know he loves having his like walk on music he has his like patriotic patriotic uh, uh, playlist which isn't always is like weirdly out of context so he'll have like Tiny Dancer and Gloria by Laura Branigan and, and Umberto Tozzi right, right right and Live and Let uh, Die like when he went to the Honeywell mask factory without a mask exactly yes. <laughs> right so apparently this was part of his repertoire I hadn't noticed it before but when he walked out to the um to watch the launch they played they played Macho Man by the Village People right you heard <laughs> Just, you heard yes, this Macho Macho it's, it's so fucking random right and like does he so here's the question does he know he was alive in the late 70s he was arguably like he was like in the studio 54 he scene, was like out right? and about yeah 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 with the models popping bottles with the models yes. and um he surely knows who the village people are and what they represent i that don't not know only are they- i don't know <laughs> i mean this raises some questions <laughs> 
Well, I think there's a few interesting wrinkles here. So he is not the only one to embrace the village people from his ilk. Um, I saw, I don't know if you saw this, but like when the the MAGA people were protesting in Lansing about the uh, Governor Gretchen, Gretchen Widmer, Widner, uh, you know, whether to open or not policies. Right. And they were all marching with uh, assault rifles in the streets. What were they doing? They were playing YMCA and they were doing the YMCA dance like doing, as they were oh my, like from like bar mitzvahs yes yes or like Red Sox games right like, <laughs> I don't like and, um, and I'm trying to remember if they were like juggling the guns in their hands while they were trying to make the Y they were really doing that that is so I swear insane. I swear <laughs> or did they have them like slung over their shoulders or were they loaded I don't know what it is are so, these people I, devoid of context like the village people they're devoid of content <laughs> and context <laughs> there was not a they should have had a sixth village person which is a maga person and he should have the red cap and i don't know what else they wear i don't want to i guess i'll say overalls why not um so i decided to do a little bit of a deep dive into the history of uh, inappropriate music being used for uh, political purposes. And we all, those of us of a certain age might remember when Bruce Springsteen asked Ronald Reagan to stop using Born in the USA because he was using it as a patriotic anthem. And in fact, it's a, you know, a social protest song. Right. If you listen to it, it's it's fairly obvious. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So, um, with regard to the use of village people music, which is clearly some sort of copyright infringement with <laughs> ill intent, in fact, the village people, such as they are today, I don't know how many of them are around, the legal entity representing them approved the use of of YMCA and related music in Donald Trump activities. What? Yes. They said... Our music is all-inclusive, and certainly everyone is entitled to do the YMCA dance, regardless of their political affiliation. Having said that, we certainly don't endorse its use, uh, and we prefer our music be kept out of politics. It cannot wait, It cannot be kept out of the, – the song itself is a political song. It's about a fucking bathhouse or whatever. <laughs> it's about right? a gay okay? bathhouse. bathhouse, number one. And number two, it's mere usage is a political act. You can't yes. just say like, oh, well, we played it at a – you know, at a Hitler rally, but we didn't mean it. <laughs> we didn't mean it, it politically. Just, it was just a nice tune. <laughs> we like the then, dance moves. The choreography spoke to us. <laughs> um, so, you know, I've always thought about like, what are Trump's cultural tastes? Like, what is he? Because we just saw Obama today. It was inspiring. I've, I could do a whole spiel about it. But you remember he used to release his summer playlist. Yes. And it was like a cultural moment, right? It was always so super wonder, cool, yes. Right. I wonder what Trump actually like listens to or watches in his own private Nothing. time. Nothing. He has like it's a personal like playlist. Sean Hannity. It's like, it's like a gaping void of like dark matter in space. <laughs> dark matter. It's a Higgs boson <laughs> particle. Yes. Anti matter there's nothing going on there's nothing <laughs> so there's no personal cultural consumption he does not have a spotify playlist no it's like twitter golf and hannity okay so could you okay so i was gonna say if he 
if he was in the bunker, oh, right, right, he went into a bunker. They he put was him in, in the a bunker, bunker all weekend. The right, I, I right. thought he couldn't tweet for twelve hours because he was like quiet on Twitter, and I was like, shoot, I wonder if there's he no didn't Wi-Fi. Have, he, he didn't have a signal. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe I can't think oh, of any oh, other reason. With respect to the bunker, I just saw. You may not have seen this. I literally just saw it. He now denies having been in the bunker. He said it he was for an inspection. Said, he said it was just for a few minutes, and I was inspecting it. Which for is a lie. <laughs> for, well, hold the thought, because there's a lot of inspection. But, like, like, what was he doing? Like, checking for dust yeah. on this furniture? <laughs> like, what was he inspecting? He wanted to, like, it was like a listening party for the village people. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> He's like, Mike Esper, play me the playlist for the inspecting the troops. <laughs> okay. okay, so no. nope, nope to all that, but but nope to the village people too. Like, stand your ground. No, you know. I want to, this is a clarion call to all the village people. <laughs> <laughs> all five of you. If you're if listening. You're listening. <laughs> this is a cry for help. Please. Call us. I actually have a friend who used to live next door to Randy the cowboy. <laughs> Can he really be, on the, Can he be on the I show? Should, I should call. <laughs> I want to find out what's going on. This makes no we sense. Can, we could totally get a quick phone interview with we him. We need and play to it. unravel this mystery. Okay. Okay. Nope. Shut that down. Okay. Um, over to you, please. All right. So we're going to talk about, we have to talk about this whole Bible incident. Um, oh, I, lo- I love the Bible. And right. So does so does Trump. Um, I, I have to hand it to him. He does keep coming up with like new ways to be depraved. And his creativity in the field of being a fraud is unparalleled it really do you think is he, do you think he consciously thinks about ways to be a fraud or it just comes to him it naturally? just comes to him like <laughs> like an inspiration um so like we all saw him deliver that um abominable law and order speech on monday night after which bill barr ordered u.s military troops to fire rubber bullets tear gas flash bang explosions i'm not quite sure what they are but they sound really they scary. keep saying that yeah. um, <laughs> I, I suppose they are as advertised yeah flash. <laughs> they sound they sound like, pretty specific uh, it's, it's onomatopoeia yes um so they did that on all these nonviolent protesters outside the white house so that uh macho macho man can cross the street for a photo op at St. John's Church holding a fucking Bible. And so we've been so desensitized to Trump's behavior. But like, this all happened while we were having dinner on Monday night. I'm out here with my family. We were like spitting out our food. <laughs> like it was so disgusting watching this. And so like, and also just so bizarre. Like he's, you saw him, like he was holding the Bible upside down. And down and, and backwards. And, and backwards. Like, well, and he doesn't know, he's never read a book, so he doesn't know which way it opens. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> at first I was like, this looks like someone who's never held a Bible. And then I was like, no, this is someone who's never even touched <laughs> never a book. A book yeah. And like, let's face it, he has not. And even though maybe it was Maybe it was the Hebrew Bible and it opened from, it read from, from the uh, other side. Maybe. Side. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. what he was was thinking um but like you know he's written books but he you know even his ghostwriter is one of his like biggest critics so i don't know the the whole thing just um reminded me as it was happening of this clip that i heard a while back when trump was running in 2016 and it's this 
interview that he gave to Bloomberg with um, fellow garbage monster Mark Halperin. And I'm just I'm going to play the clip. You may have seen it today because like actually um, the amazing comedian Sarah Cooper decided to tackle this one. I'm so glad she did. And she lip synced to it. But um, here's the audio version in all of its glory. Okay. You mentioned the Bible. You've been talking about how it's your favorite book. And you said, I think last night in Iowa, some people are surprised that you say that. I'm wondering what one or two of your most favored Bible uh, verses are well, and why. I, I wouldn't want to get into it because to me that's very personal. You know, when I talk about the Bible, it's very personal. So I don't want to get into there's verses. No, there's I don't no want to get into a, There's no, no verse I, that means I, a I lot to you that you think about or cite. I, the, the Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Even to cite a verse that no, you like. No, I don't want to do that. You're I mean, an Old Testament okay. guy or a New Testament guy? Uh, probably equal. I think it's just an incredible, the whole Bible is an incredible, I joke uh, very much so. They always hold up the art of the deal. I say my second favorite book of all time. But uh, I just think the Bible is just something very special. So, yes, um, it is. It's clear that Donald Trump has no familiarity at all with the Bible. <laughs> the Bible. He doesn't even know what it is. Um, but you and given a, given a given a simple yes no choice: Old Testament, New Testament. He, he is confounded. He couldn't commit. He couldn't. He didn't. Know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll see. I've I love them both. People. It's I, just an amazing them. thing. The bo- the Bible. Um, tremendous. It's a tremendous. <laughs> it's book. a tremendous book. <laughs> and um, it is a tremendous book, but not yes. the way he thinks. Right. Um, But like, I don't know. So that was like during the campaign. And you'd think by now, as he continues to court the evangelicals, that he might like take the time to memorize a quote or a passage so that he could... Or read it or have someone in the teleprompter or or whisper in his earpiece. Right. (laughs) Or like have someone like one of his like Bible thumping advisors can write it on like a note card and like put it inside the book so that he could like have the Cliff's notes while he's standing up there. But with the shark. Sharpie. He loves the Sharpies. Loves the Sharpies. So he's standing up there at St. John's Church posing with his Bible. He doesn't even crack it open. He didn't even pretend to care. Didn't like even have an excuse to cover his ass when people freak out. He could have said, well, I just was really moved to read that passage. But no, he didn't read anything. It was no, total... I was really moved to hold up this Bible. Right. Um, so this whole thing was not received well. He thought this would be this tremendous PR opportunity, and it was not received well by anybody, including but not limited to Pat Robertson, the Bishop Marion Edgar Booty of the Episcopal Diocese of Washington, um, even James Mattis. Tonight, uh, he was moved to write a letter that was just published in The Atlantic comparing Trump to Hitler and saying he was a threat to the Constitution. Did you see this, Brian? It just yeah, came yeah, out. I yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And all these Republican senators have tried to distance themselves. They're like, oh, wait, what happened? I didn't see it. I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm on my way to lunch. Who? Donald Trump? I don't know him. Who that? You know, they're just <laughs> like, what? what? I don't know. And, and Secretary of Defense uh, Mark Esper had the best excuse of all, which is that he had no idea where they were going <laughs> or that it was for a photo op he right. thought he, he yeah he didn't know that they were going to the church he thought he was accompanying the president to inspect a bathroom that had been defaced <laughs> by the rioters <laughs> he's just, on an inspection roll he's inspecting everything bathrooms like, bunkers since when does the president and the secretary of defense go together to inspect, <laughs> to inspect a bathroom <laughs> It's like on the New Jersey Turnpike, but like this bathroom is inspected every 15 minutes. 
<laughs> make sure the, the Purell is full. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, he was lying, and he he today had to like retract his statement and say something else. But I really do have to say, Brian, this was the most innovative lie I've seen in the past seven hours, which is, is a lot. <laughs> seven and a lot of lies have been told in the last seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, that's so, terrible. So the question is, like, who could have come up with a stunt? so spectacularly stupid and poorly executed. And there's only one person who is stupid enough, and that is Ivanka. Um, Ivanka thought, I didn't know this, Ivanka yes, thought this up? If this was Ivanka's idea, and she, you know, she continues to fail upward in spite of all evidence that she is a moron. Um, she thought this would be a great show of strength and machismo, and she even carried the Bible in her gigantic $1,500 Max Mara handbag so that her father could have the photo op after hiding in a bunker all weekend because he's a pussy-ass bitch. Um, so... <laughs> This so the New York Times had a, had a story about this. This is what they said. I, I just have to read it verbatim. When he reached St. John's, Mr. Trump made no pretense of any intent other than posing for photographs. He held up the Bible carried by his daughter, then gathered a few top advisors next to him in a line. He made no formal remarks, and then, having accomplished his purpose, headed back to the White House, passing in front of a wall with new graffiti saying "Fuck Trump." Well, that was the photo read. op. He can't read. He probably can't even recognize his own name in print. So he didn't. So, he was blissfully unaware of what was happening. He thought that was uh, supportive. Yes. So I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Fuck Trump. Fuck all of the Trumps. Fuck you, Ivanka. And that skinny suit with a dimple that you're married to. And no, oh, that's, all that's what offends people. you the most is Jared's skinny suit. <laughs> the Max Mara bag and the men's warehouse suit. That's what really it's all, gets your goat. It's all it's all of a piece. Okay, nope. Nope. nope absolutely just, okay. not. Okay. We're trying to keep this tight. So uh, you got you got at least one more thing here? Yeah, I got Maybe one more thing one to more. talk about. So I want to talk about social media um, this week. Um, <laughs> that's a broad topic. <laughs> topic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's called the it's called the 21st century <laughs> where should we start <laughs> the, the information superhighway <laughs> when when mark zuckerberg was a sophomore in kirkland house <laughs> okay so tuesday was a social media blackout um to honor the black lives matter movement and you probably saw a lot of people posting black squares on Instagram. And I did that. Um, and I, I donated to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. And listen, I, I totally acknowledge that I am a privileged white woman. Um, I'm not a Karen, but I'm not trying to pass myself off as um, an expert on this. And I'm still learning. And I'm sure I've made plenty of mistakes. But I can tell you uh, what the protesters and their allies do not want to see, particularly from white people. So I have a list of things. <laughs> it's a list. Okay. The first thing that they do not want to see is a comparison of the Black Lives Matter movement to veganism. Oh, Wait, why not? They seem like identical. Aren't they? <laughs> so, aren't they? Aren't they slamming vegans to the pavement and putting their knees on? Their I necks? mean, it's so the, this TikTok influencer named Lauren Rebecca Perez um, said in a video that the fight to end oppression for animals is the same fight to end the oppression of Black people. 
It's no, exactly the same. <laughs> absolutely not. You exactly fucking idiot in training, Karen. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so TikTok okay, Karen. idiot so number one. So that's the first thing. So no. Um, another thing that people do not want to see is a blackface makeup tutorial in solidarity with the movement. You're wait, you're what? just looking at me like stunned right now. Yes. <laughs> wait, yes. Wait. That that something something's askew there. So they're teaching you how to do makeup, a blackface. How, how to do they're in yes, is making it, their it's faces. It's like ironic. Up. It's like I, ironic or no, clueless. No, it's earnest and um it may seem obvious that this is not a good idea, but people are stupid. Um there's a lot of influencers doing this. I saw an article on Business Insider like showcasing all of the influencers that were like painting like half their face black or like oh so it's like a thing it's not just one tiktok idiot no no it's a thing people are doing this yes yes oh what could possibly go wrong so black lives matter is not a makeup trend okay so that's another thing nope to that um (laughs) well the beauty the beauty influencers have to get it they have to move product they have to they have to do their they don't have to move product they (laughs) They should just <laughs> shut up. Okay, so another thing that we do not want to see is writing I can't breathe across your neck like it's a fashionable choker necklace and posing oh. for a TikTok while lip syncing to a Macklemore song. No, we do not. We don't Wait, want it depends, that. What, what Macklemore song? I, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> Some Macklemore song. So there's thrift, this... thrift shop song? <laughs> I don't know, Brian. Okay. I don't know. Okay. So there's this model and uh, UNICEF ambassador named Emily Zilber. She did this, and she has more than 2 million TikTok followers, and the reaction to it was largely positive, but I say no, absolutely not. Okay, a couple more things that you should not do. Do not pose... <laughs> With a drill, as if you were helping to board up a retail store, and then hand the drill back to the worker who is boarding it up, and <laughs> leap into your Mercedes SUV and drive away, so that you can post a photo on Instagram. That's not a good it's idea. It's like do not steal a Bible from an actual church. <laughs> do a photo op with it, and then put the Bible back in the church, right. or walk away with it and throw it into the mud. It's the same. It's the same exact thing. So this—that's what Fiona Moriarty McLaughlin did. Um, she's a micro influencer who used the handle Facts with Fiona, and Fiona has since deleted all of her social media accounts, which I think is the smartest thing that she's ever done. She's um, getting off easy. She should be. Prosecuted. She's just like hiding in a hole. Um, good. Good. So finally, you should not post about Black Lives Matter if you were once a cast member on Glee and threatened to shit in your black castmate's wig. That is that is a no no. Which wait wait which <laughs> cast member of Glee is it? I hope not Darren Chris. Le- Leah Michelle. Oh, she's delightful. Wait, she did that. Re- she said now she was going to shit in a wig, or back then she did. <laughs> back in 2015. <laughs> oh, I thought that she was so so angry this week that she threatened to, to shit in a wig. <laughs> Wait, I have a few few questions about this. <laughs> back in 2015, when this happened. Was it in the context? Was it a, like a plot line in Glee? Like, no. was it on air? It was a private. It was a behind the scenes <laughs> conflict. So, so her castmate um, Samantha Marie Ware um, 
So, okay, so Leah Michelle tweets in support of the movement, and Samantha Marie Ware, her castmate, uh, wrote back saying, LMAO, laugh my ass off, remember when you made my first television gig a living hell? Because I'll never forget. I believe you told everyone that if you had the opportunity, you would shit in my wig, amongst other traumatic microaggressions that made me question a career in Hollywood. So... I think we should question Leah Michelle's career in Hollywood. Well, she got dropped by uh, HelloFresh as a spokesperson. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll show her. That'll I thought you thought she was gonna. She was got dropped by William Morris. No, she got no. dropped by HelloFresh. <laughs> HelloFresh. <laughs> her lucrative endorsement deal. <laughs> <laughs> but she she apologized. Um, but it was a it was a terrible apology. So. I don't know, Leah Michelle. Look inward. Keep your mouth shut. Give your money to a good cause and uh, donate anonymously. Nobody wants to hear from you. Nope, nope. All of this is. Can you believe all this? Like it's just. I, I cannot believe all of this. I cannot. I mean, we're really worked up. You could tell. We, we actually only did three actual topics today, and we're almost a half hour into the show, and it shows. We just have a lot to say about it. We have a lot to say, and there were so many more. I had to really whittle it down. There were just like my. Twitter and Instagram, it was just like a series of horrors. I couldn't believe what people were doing. Like, people really need to educate themselves. Um, and we will include a list of what uh, resources to donate to and what you should do in, in the show notes. Amen, sister. Can what we, we do some yups? should do. Yes. If you want to listen to us, <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> there are other people. <laughs> no one ever does. So, okay. Let's please do some yups, the little rays of light, the little beacons of hope that somehow maybe got us through the week. I don't know. What, what, Rachel, what got you through the week? Nothing. It, it, was, a, it was a really bad week. Um, I, I'm grateful to um, Lexapro. But um, yes, last night there was a tiny, tiny little beacon of light. My, my yup goes to the people of Iowa. Um, and I feel like, you know, if we are to achieve some semblance of equality in this country, we need to really root out white supremacy wherever it lives. And it has lived in uh, Iowa's District 4 for a long time, where uh, racist Congressman Steve King has been, you know, performing his duties and visiting Nazi groups and just being an open, disgusting racist. But on Tuesday night, he lost the primary to... Um, a guy named Randy Feenstra, who yeah. is the problem. Also- the problem with the problem with him is that he is going to win now. He's going to take that seat because he's just a normal garden variety racist, you know, horrible Trump head. Yes, um, that is so- terrible. Yes, yep, he's a monster. But- he supports the wall. He supports defunding Planned Parenthood. He's he's gross. But like, listen, crazier things have happened, and and maybe this Democrat uh, J.D. Shalton can pull it out. We don't know. Yeah, I think we can maybe beat Jody Ernst. Wouldn't that be something? That would the be something. From, that would yes. be awesome. So yes. speaking of uh, governors, here's mine. I, my up goes to North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper, oh, okay. who put his foot down and said, like, because they're supposed to have the uh, Republican National Convention there, I think in Charlotte, over the summer. And he said, okay, yeah, you can have it, but you have to apply by, you have to live by all the social distancing rules and the masks and so forth. And you know, Trump wants his like unabashed jamboree, which last time nobody actually attended, but he wants to have a huge rally, which obviously would not fit in there. And then he was threatening, uh, we're going to take it to Georgia, we're going to take it to Texas or Florida. And this week, Roy Cooper just said, okay, go ahead, your loss. And, uh, and they're going ahead of doing it. So, 
good to yep to Roy Cooper. Uh, I mean, it's great that they have a Democrat in this sort of you know mostly red state here. But um, he stood up to the to the forces, and I'm sure there's business interests in North Carolina that wanted to keep the convention at all costs. But good for him for looking for out him. for the public health of North Carolinians and um, let the let them have their Republican National Convention in fucking Jacksonville or wherever they want to have it. And with Panama the village City. people. <laughs> Panama City. <laughs> in the village. <laughs> in Greenwich Village at the Stonewall Inn. That would be awesome. Okay. You know, this is probably not the week for our self-promotion. Let's just say we Let's hope say. that uh, we stand in solidarity with you as you try to get through the week. Let's all do what we can for our own mental health and for the health of the nation. Uh, we will get our shit together and be back next week. This has been Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. <laughs>